0: PDPW On Demand. Here's Bill Baker. Hello and welcome to the PDPW Podcast. As we approach our 100th episode, we thank you for taking the time to listen and hopefully you're getting as much out of these as I am. And as we approach the holiday season, it's all about helping others. As we look back at one of our most streamed episodes, Michael Hoffman shares a personal story about taking the time to help someone that he didn't even know. In this PDPW podcast titled, God Loves Joe. I am a speaker by trade and I was out in Miami and I had just finished an early morning session with a great group of people. It's when we still got together face to face and there was a large audience and the energy was huge. And when we finished the program, we stayed afterwards and we were signing books and we were hugging babies and we were just chit chatting, having a lot of fun. And I pushed the envelope because I was supposed to take off a little bit later on, uh, grab my bags, jet out of the hotel and get to the airport. But because i had stayed too long, I pushed the envelope on my departure. So I really had to hustle. And and matter of fact, I was a little bit nervous. And on my way, uh, being a man of faith, I was praying hard to the Lord that day, saying, Lord, if you just get me there, I would appreciate you. But you know what? It's in your hands, and I'm going to turn it over to you. You know that prayer. We pray that prayer a lot. Lord, I'm going to turn it over to you. Hey, your will be done, Lord. I'm gonna turn it over to you. Your will be done. Whatever, whatever you need. Just, uh, but you know, my request is that I make it there. I want to get home. I don't want to miss my flight, etc. Lord, you're in your hands. Whatever you need. But uh, boy, I sure would like to get there. And you know, I I get to the airport. I I skip through the rental car returned pretty smoothly. As a matter of fact, I'm feeling pretty good about it. I know the cutoff is at 110. uh, Otherwise, I can't check my bags. And this time I blew it because I normally never check bags, but I have to check a bag coming back from this trip because I was there for about a week and a little bit nervous. But if I get there by 110, I'm going to be okay because that's the cutoff. And you know what? I think I'm going to make it. I think I'm going to make it. Well, have you ever been to Miami Airport? You know it's a very large airport. And as I get to the line, it's kind of long. But you know what? It's moving. It's moving. Lord, I turn it over to your hands. But boy, this is kind of cool. I'm getting there. I'm actually getting there. It's 1 o'clock and a few people before me, 105, And uh, I'm next. Awesome! So I go running up to the gate and I give her my stuff and I give her my ID and I give her my bag. And she says, Mr. Hoffman, I'm sorry, I can't, uh, I can't check your bag. I go, why? She goes, because it's after the time. And I look at my clock, and it says 1-11. Are you kidding me? It's one minute. I'm a frequent flyer. I fly in 3 million miles with you guys. You can't. She goes, I'm sorry. It's uh, It's just policy. Your, your bag's not going to be on the plane, and you can't be without your bag. And so I can't put you on the plane. I'm going, this is ridiculous. It's, it's really kind of close. And boy, she was adamant. Lord. <laughs> Lord, I'm your man. I'm your boy. Uh, okay. Well, what are the options? She goes, "Well, we've got lots of flights going to Dallas today." I said, "Well, put me on the next one." She goes, "Well, it's kind of full. Actually, the uh, the, the three o'clock is full, and the five o'clock looks a little bit full. I can put you on the standby." I go, "What flight can I actually get home? Because I want to make sure I get home tonight." She goes, 9 o'clock. Nine o'clock is the only flight you can actually book." I went, "Really?" She goes, "Yeah." She goes, uh, "I can book you on the nine o'clock flight tonight." I got to wait here eight hours. She goes, "Yeah, eight hours. Go, oh, man." Well, I will tell you what. Uh, shoot, Lord, what are you doing? Um, okay, put me on the nine o'clock flight and then can I go standby? She goes, Yeah, you can put I'll put you on the standby flights. Uh you can you see, you know, if they got room, they'll they'll bump you up. You're a permanent platinum, maybe you'll get on. I said, Okay, well let's do that. So I'm on the nine o'clock flight. And I'm waiting, and I and I and I take all my bags with me and I go to the uh to the gate of the three o'clock flight, and you know what? I can't get on that flight. Um nope, but the but they kind of they, they take the, the lists and they bring it over to the next flight, and I run to the next gate and I wait there till five o'clock, and you know what? Can't get on that flight either. Oh, man, what what kind of friends? How do you treat your friends like this, Lord? I mean, I gave you the day in my heart. Okay, uh, whatever. How about the 7 o'clock? Can't get on the 7 o'clock either. Man, well, I'm, I'm on the 9 o'clock flight. So I get on the 9 o'clock flight. Sure enough, that flight is delayed. I don't take off until almost 11 o'clock. And (laughs) it's a long flight home, but we gain an hour. And the thing is, is I'm supposed to go home. I was going to get home nice and early that day, repack my bags because I have a a 10 o'clock flight the next morning to my next destination. So this is going to be kind of a bummer. Uh, I'm not going to get any sleep tonight. But you know what? Lord, it's in your hands, whatever you need. So I I get on the 9 o'clock flight. Flight is delayed. We sit on the tarmac for an hour. I land at midnight, midnight i land and I, I, I grab my, um, uh, all my stuff. I get off the plane and I walk to the luggage area and my bag's not there. My, my bag is not here. What do you mean my bag's not here? This is crazy. I waited eight hours. So I go up to the desk and I wait in line for the desk. It's now 1230. <sighs> she says, Mr. Hoppin. Yeah, your bag made the, the 140 flight what? She goes, yeah, your bag, your bag's here already. It's over in terminal A. And if you don't know DFW, it's a large airport as well. I was in terminal C. Terminal A has my bag in storage waiting for me. <laughs> That's funny. Are you kidding me? She goes, yeah, it's, it's over there waiting for you. I said, well, can I get, uh, can I get somebody to go over there? She goes, well, it's closed. Terminal A is closed. But if you'll go over there, I'll have somebody meet you there. I said, fine. I can't believe it. I, I, I can't believe it. My bag actually made the earlier flight. Uh, that's, that's funny, Lord. That is absolutely funny. So if you treat your friends like this, how do you treat your enemies? So I go over to uh, Terminal A. My son comes to pick me up that night. He gets me in the car. He drives me over to the other terminal. Then I wait. I wait. I'm waiting by my bag. Nobody shows up. It's one forty-five. Nobody shows up. 150. nobody shows up. Nobody's showing up. I, I actually, I, I get back in the car. I drive back over to Terminal C and I go, hey, is anybody going to meet me? She goes, oh my gosh, Mr. Hoffman, are you still there? I go, yeah, nobody met me. this year. I apologize. Let me get somebody over there right away. I go, you sure? She goes, yes, I promise you I will get somebody over there. So I get back in the car. I drive around. My son's waiting for me out front. I go in and I wait. 110, 115. 1.15, I'm getting mad. Don't want to leave because I know as soon as I leave, someone's going to show up. So I start looking for phones. Behind the counter, I start picking up phones, and I'm pushing buttons, looking for somebody, and I get somebody. I said, hello. She goes, hello. And she, I go, this is Mr. Hoffman. She goes, oh my gosh. Mr. Hoffman, are you still in Germany? I go, yes. I get somebody over here. I need help. And I'm I'm literally yelling. I go, I need help. I need, I just need help. Can somebody please get over here with my luggage and the key and get, just help me. I need help. Well, as I'm saying this, there is a gentleman who is coming from the other end into the same baggage area that I'm waiting in and he's pushing a, a, a cart, a store cart filled with these bags. He's got a hoodie over his head and he's pushing the cart and he starts mimicking me, I need help, I need help. And I'm, I'm all alone in this terminal and I'm, I'm looking at him and I'm, I'm going, okay, this is interesting. And he comes walking towards me, I need help, I need help. And and he comes right up to the terminal. Now I'm in back of the terminal, you know, the desk there. And so I bet you he thinks I work for the place. He goes, I need help. I go, Can I help you, sir? And he says, Yeah, I need help. I need to I need to get to San Antonio. And I go, Well, sir, so you're in Dallas. He goes, Yeah, I need help. I go, So you're flying today? He goes, Yeah, I need to get to San Antonio. I, I uh, I'm at a funeral tomorrow for a cousin of mine. I got to be in San Antonio. And I go, okay, I think he's nuts. I think, I think he's acting a little bit off too, you know? This is something not right. So I'm, I'm a little bit nervous and I go, well, well, how can I help you? He goes, well, I need a sandwich, but I don't want hard bread. I need soft bread because I don't have many teeth. <laughs> I'm like, well, I don't know if I can help you get to San Antonio, but I can help buy you a sandwich because there's a, there's a vending machine right over there. You want a sandwich? He goes, yeah, I need, I need a sandwich. So i, I will walk walking over here and I go, well, what's your story, man? he starts to tell me a story. His name is Joe, and he literally is a flyer. He's not. I thought he was homeless, but he's not homeless. He's actually a flyer. He, he has a situation here that's kind of huge. See, Joe got off a plane today. He was coming from Atlanta to a funeral in San Antonio, And he got off the plane to make a connection in Dallas, but Joe is not all there. He's kind of a simple guy and nobody was with him. He gets off the plane, he's supposed to make a connection. He's never been out of his city in his life. And he got off the plane not knowing what to do and he started asking for people for help. And nobody would stop and help him. He goes, "Yeah, those carts kept driving by me, kept driving by me. No one would stop to help me." And I, and I started following the crowd, and and he just followed him out of the security, and now he's outside of the airport, wandering around. And the, the bags that he had in the cart were his his luggage, just paper just paper sacks, had his, had his clothes and things that he was going to do for a couple of days. I went, "Joe, you're in trouble." He goes, "I told you, I need help." I go, "Joe." you're you you're in i mean you don't understand see i'm a frequent flyer i know how this works and i'm thinking in my head joe you missed your connection those tickets are canceled you're done buddy you you gotta you gotta pay to get back in i go you know what okay this is what's gonna have to happen joe at four o'clock in the morning the ticket counters are gonna open up And when they do, you're going to be there. So let's grab a couple sandwiches. Let's get you something to eat. And we walk together over to the ticketing counters and we sit him down in a chair. And you're going to have to wait for a couple of hours, Joe. But when somebody shows up at that desk, you tell them your story and you tell them you want to get to San Antonio. And so he sits down and he says thank you and he starts to eat his sandwiches. And I walk out and my son is waiting for me outside. And he's just looking at me like, what's going on? And I told him, I go, well, Joe's happening. He needs to get to San Antonio. tell telling the story and i've got one leg out of the car as i'm telling him this story and i and he's looking at me and he's looking at my leg he's looking at me and he finally goes you can't leave can you and i pause and i go no i don't know i can't i can't leave him joe needs help i i gotta go help him and so he goes okay and he puts the seat back and he goes i'm gonna go i'm gonna go back to sleep so i go back into the airport and i go joe and I said, Joe, let me, let me see if I can help you, buddy. And I'm a frequent flyer. I know the system pretty good. So I'm going to start calling. He's got United tickets. I'm an American flyer, but I've been on United many times. And I start calling for Joe. And I sit Joe down and I give him a couple sandwiches. I said, Joe, hang out here. I go, by the way, how long, when did this happen, Joe? Joe got off the plane in Dallas at, I think it was like the first flight out. So it was, it was like 10, 1030 in the morning. He's, I said, you've been walking around all day? It's 1.30 in the morning. He goes, I told you I need help. I goes, I want to take the 8 o'clock flight in the morning. I go, well, I don't know if we can do that, but let's, let's see what we can do, Joe. So you sit here and eat a sandwich. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a phone call. So I get on the phone. I call United. And they, go, they, they look up his ticket. And they go, yeah, everything's been canceled. I said, well, can we reinstate it? Here's the situation. They said, well, it's actually, it was booked on one of those companies, those third-party organizations, and we don't have the authority to do that. Plus, he's actually flying on an American Airlines flight. And so we we don't have the authority to do this. And there was a, a around, I'm going. Wait a minute. It's, it says a United ticket. She goes. I know. That's the booking of origin. Blah blah blah. Uh, but but it's actually it's United or it's a, it's one of these third party companies. You have to give them a call. No kidding. So I call up American and they they say the same thing. And then I call up this third party and they and I can't get a hold anybody. I'm starting to get a little upset. I'm starting to go to bat for Joe. And Joe's going. I told you need help. I want to get on the eight o'clock. I said Joe. I don't know if you're going to make the eight o'clock flight, buddy. And he goes. Well, I I I I'm, I need to get on the eight o'clock flight here's the deal. We, what, what would it cost to rebook a ticket? And they give me the, the price. And they said, well, we can exchange the ticket, but it's going to be $150. I said, look, it's not going to be $150. Joe doesn't have any money. Can we just hook a brother up? Come on, get get him where he needs to go. He's got family that's going to pick him up there. He just needs to get to San Antonio by the morning. And she goes, well, I, I, we can't do it. I go, well, somebody's going to have to do it. It's, it, it, it's going to happen. I stay on the phone going back and forth. United, American, United, American, United, American. I'm getting madder and madder and madder. And people are starting to show up because it's getting earlier in the morning. It's about three o'clock in the morning now. I've been on the phone for over 45 minutes, almost an hour. And I am mad. I am yelling sometimes at the top of my lungs. Somebody's got to help this guy. He has no money. Just get him to San Antonio. This is ridiculous. I can't get anybody to move. And Joe's just looking at me going, get me on the eight o'clock flight. I don't know if we're gonna I'm gonna get on the eight o'clock flight, Joe. Just relax. Let me see what I can do four o'clock in the morning and there's a young lady who shows up and you can tell she's checking in. She walks up to the counter and I'm the first one there, man. And she gets these big, huge eyes. I must have been giving off some heat. She's like, whoa, it is way too early in the morning for this. And she just puts the wall up immediately and I'm telling her what's going on. And she immediately says, we can't help you. We can't help you. We can't help you. We can't help you. And I'm, I'm just getting louder and louder. Finally, Joe comes up next to me and says, I want to get on the eight o'clock flight. And I'm, looking at Joe going I, it's not going to happen buddy and then finally she goes wait a minute wait a minute who are you and I go I'm Mike she goes well who's that I go that's Joe she goes you're not talking about you I go no I'm talking about him he needs to get to San Antonio he, he, he missed his connection flight we can't send him through Houston because he's not going to make the connector we just need to get him to San Antonio and she goes well what I don't understand who you are I go I'm just a guy trying to help Joe get there she changes immediately. The countenance in her change. I could feel this palpable change. It's it's like the walls crumble right in front of her. She looks at me and she goes, well, bless your heart, (laughs) which in Texas is like calling me an idiot. And she starts, she goes, let me see what I can do. And she goes, click, 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 click. And she goes, okay, we'll get you on the eight o'clock flight. (laughs) Joe looks at me and goes, I told you I'm getting on the eight o'clock flight. So Joe's taken care of. I tell him, so he's, he's got everything fine. He got his connections back to uh, Atlanta. And she goes, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's going he's gonna to be fine. Don't worry, Mr. Hoffman, we got it. And for your 10 o'clock flight, you know, uh, I get y'all checked in and everything. I called my wife. She goes, I already know. She goes, I got y'all packed. And I go home and she goes, just get a couple hours rest and, and off you go. So I said goodbye to Joe and I gave him my phone number. If you need any help, buddy, just, just give me a call. And he looks at me and goes, thanks, man. I told you I could get on the 8 o'clock flight. And I go, yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> so... I let go of Joe. (sighs) did my good thing for the day. And I go home and my wife was so nice and she made me breakfast and I slept for an hour or two. And I got on the plane and flew up to Minneapolis. I was working in St. Paul for the next couple of days. And two days later, I'm preparing for the class that we're going to teach that day. And before everything starts, I get a call. I say, hello, this is Mike Hoffman. She goes, hello, Mr. Hoffman. This is Miss Crawford. I living near Atlanta, Georgia, a little town, and I I just got a question for you. Do you know a Joe you might have met in the airport? And I went, yeah, yeah, I do know Joe. I go, yeah, you're related to Joe, how you doing? She's going, oh my gosh, you're real. And I went, what? What? She goes, you're real. She's talking to it. This sounded like a big crowd in the back, you know. Yeah, he's real. He's real. And, I, and they're like, what are you? I, what are you talking about? This was the happiest woman I've ever talked to in my life. She goes, I just have to tell you, I was so glad that he had a phone number because you have to understand something. She goes, I'm Joe's autobiographer. I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, Joe's kind of a, he's kind of a character in our city and, uh, you know, in our little town. And, and I have to tell you something, he's a bit of a curmudgeon. I go, yeah, he's a little bit of a, cr- <laughs> I go, yeah, I got that. She goes, well, if you might know, I mean, if you, you probably noticed, Joe's, Joe's got some issues. And I go, well, I, 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 I might have sensed a little bit of that. She starts laughing. She goes, yeah, uh, he's a little bit cantankerous, too. And uh, uh, she said, uh, uh, she goes, I have to tell you, um, Joe told us a story. She goes, are you a believer, Mr. Hoffman? I go, Am I a believer? I go, yes, I am. She's, she's going to church. She's going, mm-hmm. I go, what? what's going on? She goes, well, Joe had an encounter with our Lord. And I go, really? She goes, yeah, he got stuck in an airport. I go, yeah. And she goes, he starts praying for the first time in his life. Lord, send me somebody. I need some help. Send me somebody, Lord. I need an angel. Send me an angel, Lord Jesus. I need a help. You know how he does. And she says, and the Lord answered him. The Lord loves you, Mr. Hoffman. I go, yes, he does. She goes, yeah, he, oh, he loves you. He loves you so much. We're going to put a chapter in the book just called The Lord Loves Michael Hoffman. I go, wow. I go, actually, that's the, that's the wrong, that's the wrong, because I start thinking about it. I go, that's the wrong title. She goes, what? I go, let me tell you my side of the story. And I start to tell her the whole story about how you start the day off by going, Lord, I got a challenge, and I'm going to give it to you whatever, you, whatever your will is, Lord, I'm just going to give it to you. And the Lord goes, are you sure? And then then he says, okay, you're going to miss that flight. And then you're going to miss the next three. And then the one that you're on is going to be delayed. Because then I'm going to take your bags and I'm going to put them in another terminal. And then I'm going to make you go to that terminal. I'm going to make you wait for an hour and a half. And for the same time that I'm going to send Joe, who reached out earlier today and said, Lord, I need an angel. And I need you to be there. I need help. Isn't that wonderful? Isn't that wonderful? The mosaic of this thing we call life. You know, Joe's screaming, "I need an angel." She says she's telling us uh, Joe's telling him the story, and he's saying, "You know, I was crying out, I needed help, and I and, and I need an angel." And he sent me this large angel. You have to understand, I'm 6'2 and I'm a I'm a robust man. <laughs> Just says, he says, I, he, God sent me this loud angel who was fighting for me for hours, and he was wrestling with the devil for hours for me, and he gave me sandwiches, and he got me on the eight o'clock flight. God is good. Changed his life. She goes, he's a changed man. I said, well, I'm a changed man. I said, you need to call the chapter, God loves Joe. because for joe that lost sheep he went after and he changed the day of another person that he loves that says hey your will and he goes uh yeshua god loves joe god loves mike too god loves you too you know I like that story because we could break that story down into a lot of different things. So many pieces to that story. One that just jumps out at me is that when things are going not your way, to know that there's a mosaic going on, and when we rest and relax and see where the opportunities are to love louder, as we like to say, things have a tendency to work out. To pay attention to the opportunities when you have a mindset of your will, not my will. And know that when we're in those tornadoes like Joe, that we aren't alone and that we just keep going and seeking, seeking, seeking. I need help. I need help. I need help because... He's moving heaven and earth and all the big, loud angels he's got surrounding us to make things happen. You know, the story isn't about the big, loud angel. The story is about the mindset of a person in trouble. The story is about the son who didn't push back when he knew that his dad was going to stay and there was nothing he could do about it. So his attitude was positive and accepting. The story is about the person behind the counter that as soon as she really got a clear understanding of what she did, moved heaven and earth to get Joe on that 8 o'clock flight. The story is that sometimes we're Joe, and sometimes we're that big old angel. You know, nothing happens without being a part of that mosaic, you know. We have to be reminded that not a single grain falls without him knowing, and without it having purpose. And when we open up our eyes to all the shenanigans that are going to happen this week, let's look at it a little bit differently. Let's look at it as we're a part of it. We are His hands and feet. We are the ones who love louder. And when people encounter that there is goodness in this world, that there is hope in this world, that there is a Lord watching over us, it's going to be done most of the time through us, through our hands and through our feet. So let's do that more on purpose. Love louder, and let's have a great week. Our thanks to Michael Hoffman for today's message. You can find more information about Michael at ignitingperformance.com. And a big thank you to you for taking the time to listen and support these PDPW weekly podcasts. We hope they carry you through the week in a positive way. Until next time, have a safe week. PDPW, Dairy's professional development organization. More details at pdpw.org.